Hello, welcome to the Highland Church Podcast. What a reality to face. So many times we hear the story, we read the scriptures, and it becomes almost a misty memory of something that maybe happened. It almost gets mixed up with the Christmas movies we watch and the experiences we have and the lore of Christmas, but the reality to be Mary and Joseph having to leave their hometown at the moment that the baby was due. Crazy. Not easy. What a challenge that is. And we're just going to take a couple moments this morning to look at Scripture and see the reality that we can follow God even when it's uncertain. Even in uncertainty, we can follow God. Luke 2, 4 through 7 in Scripture tells us this. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger." Because there is no place for them in the inn. Just to let you know, there's no place for you in the inn. So what are we to do to follow God? How do we follow God in uncertainty? The first thing is we have to leave where we are. You can't follow God and stay where you are. It doesn't work that way. God will almost always call you to step out of your comfort zone, but he will always tell you to leave something behind as you follow him. We read Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth. This is saying a lot. Galilee was next to the Sea of Galilee. Uh, Nazareth was the town that he had been raised in and his father had been raised in and his father and mother had been raised in and so forth. It was home. For generations, it was home. And in the Jewish culture, you stayed with your family. Many times they would just expand the ancestral home to make a room for the next generation. So it wasn't just leaving a city like we do now so easily. Our kids graduate and go off to college somewhere, and it's just normal. In this culture, you did not leave home. You stayed home. And here at the most intense moment of this couple's life, about to be married, having betrothed, Mary about to give birth, they have to leave the comfort of their home. But this is something that God does all throughout Scripture. It seems to be the standard of God to cause people to move from where they are to where they're meant to be. Because he has a view that is bigger than our comfort. He has a view that is bigger than our past. He has a view that's bigger than our failure and even bigger than our successes. We read in the Old Testament, Genesis 12, 1, God speaking to Abram, who would be called Abraham, uh, the father of many nations, Father Abraham. If you know that song, you know that song. This man with his wife, Sarai, soon to be renamed Sarah, the Lord said to Abram, leave your country 
and your people. Leave your father's family and go to a country that I will show you. Abram was called to leave what he knew, leave his culture, leave his family to go forth, to go forward, to go where God would show him. And God didn't even tell him where he was going. If you've been walking with the Lord for any length of time, you know that's how God works. He gets us to start the journey to leave our past before he tells us exactly where we're going. It's just who God is. It's a test of faith, but it's also because God knows us too well to reveal where we're going ahead of time because he knows us. He knows us humans. We look either for shortcuts or ways out of God's journey. But what is God asking you to lay aside, to leave behind today? Is it fear? Is it offense? Is it worry? Is it sin? Is it selfishness? Is it toxicity? Is it anger? Is it comfort? God's asking each one of us to take a step forward and leave the old and the broken and the things that won't fit us anymore for the future he has for us behind. I'm a person who loves nostalgia. I love thinking about the past. I love knowing family history. I love remembering things and listening to songs that bring all those feelings back. And so it's hard to leave things behind. But every time I've done it, Every time I've said yes to the invitation to God, of God to go on a journey with him, I have been so grateful and so satisfied in the journey. And so that's the second thing is to follow God, we need to take time to travel. It was 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. 90 miles now, not 90 mile, miles in a plane or a SUV or minivan, 90 miles by foot. Now, there's always a donkey in the story, isn't there? But we don't read about a donkey in the Bible. So they may have walked a pregnant woman, nine months pregnant, walking 90 miles. That journey probably would have taken about two weeks at the pace they needed to walk. Two weeks of day after day after day of travel. The pathway that God takes us on usually takes longer to walk than we want it to. It usually is slower than we think it should be. God gives us a vision. We've talked about that over the last couple of weeks. God reveals something to us, and we think, boom, let's do this thing. Let's get there. Let's accomplish that. Let's see the dream fulfilled today. And he says, there's a journey you need to go on. There's time you need to travel before you're ready for the fulfillment of what I'm showing you. Numbers 14.34 tells us this. This is speaking of the Israelites as they were about to enter the promised land. They had traveled a trip that would have taken about two weeks. Very interesting that the trip from Egypt to the promised land would have taken them about as long as Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. But as they got there, 
This is what happens. Because your men explored the land for 40 days, you must wander in the wilderness for 40 years. You see, God got them there as quick as they could get there, but they were not ready for it. They didn't believe God was going to come through for them in the promised land, in the place he had promised for generations for 400 plus years to Abraham that we just read about hundreds of years later now, they're there to possess the land and they're still not ready for it. God says, okay, you're going to have to wander in the desert for 40 more years. No, thank you. That's not the kind of Christmas journey I want to go on. But that was what they needed to do. Why? Why does God take us on the long way around so many times? Or what appears to be is because it's in the journey that we mature. It's in the journey that we learn things. It's in the journey that we can trust him and see him come through time after time. You may have heard it said it's not in the destination. It's in the journey. I I sort of agree with that. I mean, I want a good destination. We got to get there. Heaven is our destination. That is going to be much better than the journey we're on right now. But there is something powerful in the journey that we don't want to miss. And sometimes we get so focused on the destination, we miss the beauty, the wonder, the awe of the journey. When we were a kid, we always went to my grandpa Pierce's house Um, and uh, I included that in my email this week. He owned a Christmas tree farm, so we would go home for Christmas, and it was like a miracle. It was like a Hallmark movie times 10. You drive down, finally get to Cataract, Wisconsin, go down the side road, turn onto his road, and there were all the Christmas trees spread out, and his house was a Swiss chateau up on a hill. And you would pull in and you'd look at grandpa's house and you'd think, okay, now this is Christmas. But it was an over three-hour drive for me as a little six-year-old kid. That seemed like forever. But my mom would read us stories. She'd tell us stories of our past. She would keep that journey filled with meaning and with purpose. So in the journey, there's life, though the destination is exactly where you want to go. We have this thing called the well-worn path that we talked about earlier this year on our website, highlandag.org slash well-worn path. It's a way for you to see where you are on your spiritual journey. What have I stepped into and what does God yet have for me to step into? We want to partner with you in this spiritual journey that God calls us on. But only you can take the steps. Only you can take the steps of the spiritual journey. I've heard it said, if it's not hard won, it's easily lost. So sometimes I think God stretches the journey to get this stuff deep in our hearts, to get it in there so we don't just skip along and lose all that he's invested in our lives. Psalm 119, 105 tells us this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If you don't know the next step to take on your journey, you feel lost, you feel like God's voice has left you or maybe it was never there to start with, go to his word. Let his word be a light to your path, a light that is over you and lights right where you need to step. We get so concerned about what's around the bend or where am I going to be five years from now that we forget, he says, I'll light your foot, your next step. 
So spend time in the word of God, in his written word, but also the word of his spirit and the word of those around you who will speak the truth of God into your life and take one more step today. And then finally, to follow God, we need to let go of assumptions. You ever have any assumptions about how things are going to go? Especially at Christmas, how this this plan is going to work out or this beautiful dessert is going to turn out and then those plans don't always work out the way we thought they would. You think uh, Joseph and Mary's plans got a little uh, changed from their assumptions? Oh, yes. The unexpected stepped in. The annoying, the inconvenient, the unplanned for, the unprepared for stepped in. Mary could have said, do not let it be unto me as you've said. She could have easily said that. This is not a part of my plan. This is outside my comfort zone. No, thank you. And she would have missed out on God's greatest blessing that any human has ever experienced to carry the living God in her body. What an incredible gift. But she had to say yes to the inconvenient, yes to the thing outside of her assumption. And Joseph the same. He could have said no. All examples, all facts, all experience point to the fact that this woman has broken my trust. I will not take her as my wife. But she heard the wor- he heard the word of the Lord. And he believed it. And he said, yes. You may find the destination and the journey different than you thought. In fact, I can almost promise you will. And you will probably ask, is this God's will? This doesn't feel like I thought it would. That just doesn't look like God usually should look in my life. But the fulfillment of a vision is always more real, more authentic, then our vision of it is. We go into fairy tale land and God works in reality. We go into, you know, the, the beautiful prince comes and rescues the princess and they live in a fairy tale world, but the reality of God is we live in a fallen world and he wants to show up in power and in consistency in your days and weeks and years. Luke 2, 6 through 7 says this, And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. They got to the moment of the birth of the king of kings and lord of lords. And there was no room for them in the normal place for a little one to be born. And the reality, as you follow God, you might discover there is no there, there. We had the opportunity as a family to go out to California, L.A., for uh, our general council of the Assemblies of God a few years ago, and we had to go to Hollywood. And so we drove down to the Walk of Fame, and if you've ever been there, you get out and you're like, this is Hollywood? Hollywood. You know, you think there's going to be lights and it's going to be awesome, and there's There's spilt soda and gum sticking to the stars, and it's just like, 
this does not feel like Hollywood should feel. And there's no place where you're like, in Hollywood. What about the Hollywood sign? Well, it's way up on a hill, and there's no way to get there. You have to, like, pull over to the side of the road to look or walk this dusty trail to still be hundreds and hundreds of yards from it. And there's no there there. But you're in Hollywood. And sometimes as we walk with God, there's no there there. We don't arrive this side of eternity. There's always another step. There's always an invitation to a deeper relationship. There's always more. So if you have walked with the Lord for a long time and you still feel like, what? What is it all about? How do I get there? You look at other people that feel like they've arrived spiritually and you're like, I'll never be there. They aren't there either. They're just one step farther down the road. They're one prayer closer to Jesus. They're one experience deeper into their spiritual walk. But as they stand there, they're looking to the next thing, the next step, the next step. And this could be discouraging, couldn't it? It never ends. But to me, it's an invitation to adventure. The journey continues. If you have breath in your lungs, you have another step on your spiritual journey. God has more to reveal, more of his goodness and his grace and his power and his presence and his love. There is more than you can ask, think, or even imagine according to the power of God that works in you through Christ Jesus, our Lord. There is more. I had one more thing I was going to share today, but I'm going to skip it because I think this is where we need to end. God has a next step for you. He has more and more and more. But don't give up because the journey is hard and long. Don't give up because it's unexpected. If we could expect it, would God really be God? If we could guess what he's about to do, would he really be higher than the heavens are above the earth? No, he'd just be in this brain. And I don't want to serve a God that's only as big as this brain. Nor do you. So as we wrap up here, I want to invite the worship team to come up. We can follow God, even in uncertainty, and I would say especially in uncertainty. If you're here today and You've never really followed God. You've never asked Jesus to be the leader, the guide, the Lord of your life. You've never accepted his sacrifice, his forgiveness. The reason he came to earth that first Christmas was so he could forgive you, so he could welcome you close to himself. And if you've never done that, you've never asked Christ to be your Savior and Lord, I'm going to pray a prayer here that just invites Jesus into our lives. And if you've never done that, or you know you did a long time ago, but you've not been walking on his path, you've been walking another path, and you know today's the day you want to say yes again to Jesus, just pray this prayer in your heart as I pray it out loud. Let's ask Jesus to lead us on his journey. Lord Jesus, we need you. We thank you that you came over 2,000 years ago, born as a baby to a virgin, to grow up to give your life for all as a ransom for our sin. I'm sorry for the sins I've committed, Jesus. I'm sorry for the standards I haven't lived up to and the things I've done wrong. I accept your forgiveness, though I don't feel like I deserve it, 
thank you that you already paid for it. I accept your forgiveness for my sin and ask that you be the leader of my life from this day forward. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to empower me with the grace I need to take the next step on the journey with you. I give you my life today, Lord Jesus. Amen. And now, Lord, I pray for each and every one of us as we take our next steps with you in our spiritual journey, as we just look one step at a time, we will see you show up in every step, that you would reveal yourself, your love, your presence, and your grace to us, especially this season. Thank you that you haven't forgotten about us or given up on us, and that we can trust you even when we're uncertain. Bless your people today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Bob, would you come? Thanks for listening, and please join us each Sunday at 10 a.m. for our worship service.